What's up, family? It's your boy, Daryl Gray, back again. Got a little bit of stuff I want to talk about. I haven't done this in a long time for some personal reasons, but I think it's about time for me to come back and say a couple things I've been wanting to say. Um, Been going through a lot the last few months. I mean, this 2020 has been absolutely... Asinine, for lack of a better word, just asinine. There's just so much crap going on out here in the world. Uh, it's an election year. Uh, of course, we're still dealing with this pandemic that doesn't seem to be going away. Uh, my personal life has gotten a little bit hectic and um, just a lot, just a lot. So. I'm going to use this this recording to as a, as a little uh, catharsis for myself, a little a little bit of um, what do you call uh, therapy? Because sometimes you want to tell your friends stuff, you want to talk to people that are close to you, and they can commiserate with you. They can they'll they'll sit down and or you know get on the phone and say, yeah, I understand, it's tough, tough. But everybody's got their own their own battles, man. Everybody's got their own battles whether it be their health or their finances or their relationships. And, you know, I, I thank God for the people that'll sit there and uh, coddle. They'll coddle whatever little gripes I have. Um, and I think that uh, I, I still believe that 99% of the problems that I've, I've had or have in my life are self-inflicted, whether that be decisions I've made or the people I associate with who I allow in my life in that way. Um, whatever that is. So I can't, you can blame, I can blame, and I have blamed, and I do blame people for some of the problems that I have. But I think that um, ultimately it's because I've allowed some people to be in my life that probably shouldn't have been in my life. Um, I've made some decisions that probably didn't help whatever relationships I've been in, and I own that. But I also have tried to be altruistic in everything that I do. I've tried. I don't think that anybody gets up. I take that back. I don't think that most people that I know get up on an everyday basis and decide that they're going to be assholes. Or evil, or whatever it is that I think that they're being at that particular time. I think there are some some decisions being made <laughs> selfishly or otherwise that contribute to you know what kind of day they're going to have or what kind of day I'm going to have with them. So, 2020 has been a douchebag of a freaking year. But more pointedly, I want to talk a little bit about this this guy, this this particular politician, who said that uh, he was quoted as saying that slavery was a necessary evil, and I believe he was quoting something that someone else said at some point. I'm not going to get into it because I'm driving, so I can't go and do all the little 
intricate research that I should be doing before I open my mouth. But he said that slavery was a necessary evil. So I kind of want to touch base on that today. I want to to talk a little bit about the attitude of a certain facet of this nation who ultimately doesn't care that, that slavery was an evil institution. As a matter of fact, there's a certain facet of this society that actually believes that slavery was ordained. And I tend to believe the same thing. But I'll tell you why in a second. But let's get back to the people who don't know the scriptures enough to to expound upon why it could have been ordained. Um, They just believe that slavery was something of some sort of manifest manifest destiny in in, in that we are, as black uh, people, are ultimately inferior. That's the only basis of, of them saying anything that would advocate slavery. They believe on many levels that the African American or black people as a whole on this planet are inferior to them. And that plays into a whole history of why we are where we are as black, so-called black people and the state of the world actually pertaining to Africa as a whole which leads them to believe that they are actually superior to all races of color now I'm not going to do a deep dive into this because I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this on this podcast talking about the levels of history you have to go through to understand why things are the way they are on this on the African continent and across the world as it pertains to uh, uh, to brown people. But what is absolutely true about the status of the African American, the African and other brown peoples of this earth is that we've trusted, we've entrusted a lot of faith into the European uh, colonization of our indigenous homes. We allowed them to come into our lands under the banner of trust to only be subjugated and, and oppressed to the point that they truly believe that they are superior. Because what group of people would allow someone to come in and basically take over and, and, and do whatever they wanted to do? What kind, of, what kind of people would allow that to happen? If you, are, if you are a boxer and you step into the ring with a person who allows you to beat the shit out of them, then 
you of course think that you're superior because there's got to be something about this person that would allow that 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 makes them want to submit to you. So inherently, you believe that there's something inherently wrong with that with that person if they would let you step into the ring and just trust that you're just going to beat them a little bit, you know. He said that they believe you. On some end of it, they're going to reap a reward from it. So that plays into the psyche of, of a dominator, of a suppressor. So my so my mindset is there's a there's a a facet of people, especially in this country, that believe that because a certain group of people have allowed themselves to be subjugated that they are somehow inferior. Now, if you're not, if you're empowered, you don't understand how to control the power that you have. If you are just uh, at, at the mercy of your ego and your perceived dominance, what, is, what, is they, what do they say? Evil corrupts absolutely. The love of money cor- uh, corrupts absolutely. Then you're, then if you're able to dominate a certain people some people can't can't uh, handle control some people can't handle being in charge some people abuse their authority I've had bosses in my life that because they are in charge they do things that that drive the morale of the office down by edict they do it because they can just being in control lends itself in a lot of cases to abhorrent behaviors. You find that in your workplace where, where you have people who are in charge who make decisions to benefit themselves to selfishly take, uh, what am I trying to say? Take the kudos for themselves for what goes on in the office. They become addicted to the power. This happens at the macro level in offices. Much less in a social experiment like the United States where you have a certain facet of people who was handed power because of the trust of the indigenous people and, and, and some people they brought here to work for them. And they corrupted it. They, they couldn't handle the power. And now, and even after, they believe that because that happened, that they're somehow divinely superior. That, they're, that they are, by edict of God, better and superior and more powerful and smarter which is a total fallacy. Which doesn't is not even supported in history. If you go into somebody's home and you and you and you take their home from them, you 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 commit a home invasion into a nice home and you kidnap or or, or lock away the the occupants, the the rightful owners in the basement and only let them come up to work 
in the kitchen and cut the yard and then you put them right back down into the basement and they keep the house going for you. How do you take responsibility for the home? Well, I, I, I built this home. This home is great because, because I came in here and made people work in here uh, under duress. But the people that lived in that house were in their house before you got there. So how do you take responsibility for the for the grandiosity of the home? If you've if, if all you've done is come in the house and subjugate everyone that that that, would, that was living in the house, and now you you seem you think that you're better, you're a thief and a criminal. That's what you are. It's not your home. You didn't build that home. You may have had them uh, make. Uh, modifications to the home force them to make modifications to the home to bring the value of the home up but basically you jumped into into a home that was already there so why does that make you superior because they allowed you to come in I think it's a real travesty for someone to say that the criminally that's not the word to say that what I did to the African American what we did to the African American was necessary that's almost that's a sociopathic to even say so it's the most narcissistic thing anyone has ever said and, and there's no way that that being a narcissist is a good thing. There's no positive connotation of narcissism that's that's socially correct. To say that slavery was a necessary evil is the most narcissistic and antisocial sociopathic thing that anyone could have ever said. In in the way that that they believe they believe it in the way that they convey it now we can talk about as I spoke uh, about earlier whether or not that this was slavery was a, a divine thing whether it was ordained by God if you go into scripture and you talk about the true Israelites of the Bible and the curses that were put upon the disobedient Israelites, then you can say to some degree of uh, accuracy that may, maybe maybe this was ordained by God only, only to lead to the destruction of the people who actually put put the Israelites in slavery so that would that would really say okay God says in scripture that these these enslavement curses will happen to you only for me to redeem you which just plays into the justice of the most high God 
and that that if it was a necessary evil understand that justice will be meted out against you Mr. Politician and you're going to pay for that so-called necessary evil so either way there's no winning for the people who who've enslaved and oppressed in any ideology whether you believe that you're you're superior because you're just superior or you're superior because God let you be superior you're still going to meet your demise and I say that very lightly I say that with no with no real emphasis as to how the scriptures are going to play that out because our God is about justice so you're going to have to deal with that either way Slavery is, is an abhorrent, an abhorrent practice. And either way that, that you believe it to be true, any advocacy of it is of the devil. Any advocacy of the enslavement of the African American is of the devil. Our forefathers, excuse me, the forefathers of this country practiced it and we think it's not we let me stop saying we and a lot of people believe that they are above reproach yeah they may have had slaves but eh, they're the founding fathers so they're infallible absolutely positively that is hypocritical at its best it was abhorrent when they did it it was abhorrent uh, after and it's abhorrent now and we're going to have to hold these so-called founding fathers we're going to have to hold them accountable for their for their actions because believe it or not the most high God of the scriptures will too so I'm challenging anybody listening to this podcast because it's, it's a very serious podcast. I'm not going to... Uh, I'll, I'll get much more light into my other ones here whenever I start doing more. The subject matter is kind of heavy today only because I think that there's more people in my life and around me who are of that, that certain facet of society who actually believe that slavery was a good thing And that vicariously, we benefited from it, and and, and, and we all do, even in, even the so-called African American to some degree. But I think I would have rather have lived in a much different world that 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 my forefathers uh, did not have to go through what they've gone through. I wish that there was a world where that. Where there was true equality And that's not supported anywhere in history I don't know why we keep tending to believe that there is A place in, in, in that In this history Or in this world for that it, It's just never been that I think we need to start to understand That even some of our closest friends Who are of other persuasions Look at us In a, in a light that may not be Uh on the face of it evil but 
they do hold some beliefs that that probably run contrary to what you believe about yourself or the way the world is. Even my greatest advocates uh, in that certain facet of society, I think uh, they feel they're doing me a favor by being my friend or whatever that is. I've said before in other diatribes, uh, there's no there's no conversation about being better than other people as far as the African-American is concerned. We can be better in things that don't have real power. But there's, it's always equal to. Well, we'll allow you equal to, but we'll never allow you to be better than unless we're talking about stuff that doesn't that doesn't really garner any real power. So, just to actually say that uh, slavery was a necessary evil, it's all based on how you see it, whether you see it through scripture or you see it through secular history. And either way, justice is going to be meted out to those who are oppressed. So, give us some thought. Do some inner... Some inner uh, vetting of yourself for those of you who uh, on some level advocate for that or think that it's something of worth like this this so-called politician here in Washington and uh, be good to one another be good as much as you can so that's it. I'm going to leave you guys alone. Tune in for another one here uh, later on. And we'll see how it all pans out, guys. Uh, take care of yourselves and love one another, like I said. And keep your head up. One.